position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello. Howdy, survivors. Welcome to, uh... Best Links Games Podcast, uh, we're doing a video simul record thing. Um, we are in Seven Days to Die. It is day 58, 12.15. As you can see, we're in a little wooded area. That's the trading outpost. We're gonna go chase down this here, uh, this here airdrop, as you can see. This is not in my plans for today, but uh, yeah, I was dis I was disappointed with uh, last week's I think it was episode 125, uh Best Links Games podcast. I was disappointed with our audio only uh review of Seven Days to Die, partially because I was hellishly drunk, but mainly because uh this is a very fucking complicated game. As you can see we're running over Hill and Dale. Uh and like I said, this is being recorded as a video and as the audio component at the same time, so you're hearing ambient sound and stuff you're not hallucinating um we're chasing down this giant orange flare of an airdrop which I just lost track of against the horizon cause I'm oh I hear zombies 
Normally what you do is when you hear the plane, you sight a uh, high zombie. You hear the plane, you sight on where the airdrop is coming down. It's a big orange flare. We're probably attracting a lot of people. We have a lot of uh, uncooked meat on us right now, actually. Um, but anyway, you get the compass heading, and then that's what you remember to follow, and I didn't do that. So this might just be a whole big waste of time. Uh, oh, we just alerted a deer. All right. I got zombies behind me right now, so we gotta kill this deer pretty quick. If we're gonna kill him, I can't see him. Aha! You are dead meat, motherfucker. Quit moving. The fuck? This deer is immortal. This deer is the Highlander. Alright, well, we're undetected now. As you can see, every time we crouch, um, it gives us a detection meter. Uh, the... Our, oh, God. That doesn't sound good. Right now, we're being hunted by someone. I imagine that's probably behind us due to the fact that we have... We're sensed now. Um... We just bypassed a minor migratory horde. This is at uh, 1336 um, in-game, meaning like 130, 130, 140. Every second in the game, every second of real, like, in real life time, we're going to go back to our base right now. Um, which is represented... You, you can... Uh, if there weren't zombies around here, I would pull up the map and show you. Uh, you can add map markers and stuff um, that then appear on your mini heads-up display at the top of the screen that, like, just basically provides compass directions. We're gonna kill this zombie here. Ooh, hey. Awesome. He's dead. And as you can see, or if you can't see, there's all, all these pretty trees. This is a, a very nice little foresty area. Up at the top of our screen, we have uh, compass headings with a sliding meter. Um, southwest, we're going west right now. Because um, we failed to note which where on that compass heading uh, the airdrop was landing, so we missed out. Um, oh, hello. Zombie. Zombie. Bad zombie. Hit him in the chest, and then you finish him off with the head. That's good. He had some brass. We loot the corpse. Awesome. He has a brass candlestick. We'll use that to make bullets later. Oh, look. An empty sports bag. Untouched. Oh, cool. It's got gun parts in it. Um, and here is a bird's nest. This is where you get arrows and eggs. Um, eventually, uh, you uh, deplete the bird's nests around your immediate fort and stuff. But anyway, we are heading towards our fortress. Our fortress is our fortress is built out of two parts. There are a bunch of zombies here. Not a lot, but there's just like two zombies that I can see. Sometimes there are migratory hordes of zombies, even during the day, and they are troublesome. 
because especially like now it's day 58 the zombies aren't as easy to kill they're faster generally they're a little smarter and they bob and weave in kind of unpredictable ways which makes getting a headshot off on them with an arrow very difficult this is our outer fortress this is our seven day fortress you could think of this as a panic room um, we won't be going in there as you can see down here it's made out of reinforced concrete actually I'll take you in here real fast up here um, on like the second story is a wood bridge that attaches to the external um, walls the walls are lined with uh, wooden spike traps that are covered in blood um, and then the interior is like a 5 by 5 field of giant spikes with a bridge above that you have to build a bridge outside to reach the above stuff um, in the center is a tower made out of metal trussing and that's our panic room that's where we go for every seventh day when all the zombies come and they come and they climb over the walls they break through the walls and uh, they fill the spike pit underneath our center metal truss built tower this is our normal every night house it's a uh it's the stereotypical um let me pause it for a second you take a uh three by three uh or, or five by five um square and then in the corners you uh build up three um, blocks high, and then add a fourth block, and that's going to be your floor, and then you build, uh, wood walls around it. This is a zombie hide, and so what I do when I come home every night is I fill in this open space here with the ladder that goes down, um, to the ground giving me access to it, and then there's an outhouse that's attached to it that's also on stilts. You want the zombies to be able to move freely underneath the, um, house, we're gonna get rid of our meat here. We're gonna use our campfire. Charred meat. Cook it. It's gonna take a minute and 29 seconds. It's now 1540 in the game. Every second, every three seconds of real lifetime corresponds to a minute of in-game time. So we're coming out of our little zombie house, and then you can see like there are these aborted attempts at previous towers with spike fields. These actually serve, these abandoned spike fields that are kind of like free roaming around my house, serve actually some utility surprisingly enough, because as the hordes have gotten, um, as cross-country actual hordes have begun to appear with greater and greater frequency, here we're going to kill this zombie, because I can see him, and I do not like him around the house. What did you bring me? He's got a candlestick, too. Um, what we should be doing, actually, is getting water. Let's go get water. The reason why we were at the trading post before we got distracted by the airdrop was uh, we're mixing concrete because uh, they have a concrete mixer that I can't use. So we're running uh, to our water source, which is actually a, uh, a lake. A dead lake. Oh, another zombie on the road here. These guys generally are not um, a threat unless you are unarmed. Hey, we leveled up. You are now level 71 and have 31 skill points to spend. Awesome. I like to hoard my skill points um, 
after you know uh, investing in some making some initial investments in the game. But anyway, so as you can see, this is a beautiful lakeside area. The game isn't overwhelmingly gorgeous, but um, it is functionally beautiful. Like I, I think this is very functionally beautiful. We can swim all the way across this if we want to. There are health challenges to that, though, in terms of like hypothermia and um, stamina aspects to it as well. And there are probably zombies in the bottom of the lake, which suck. We should be breaking some stone, though, so let's grab some stone. I don't know if um, attentive viewers of the video for a video component might have noticed that there's been a dearth of boulders uh, throughout the area that we've been running. That's because they're all gone. And right now we're using our uh, steel pickaxe to just chop at a giant um, chunk of stone. Chunks of stone like this don't really give you uh, a lot of iron. And they don't give you any more stone than a normal boulder. But uh, I've harvested basically all of them. Like I said, it's day 58. So... Uh, as we do this, we, we got our water, by the way. We got, uh, 26 cans of water and, uh, eight bottles of water. Murky water. Bottled murky water. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a boulder. So this will give you an idea. We just ran by a bird's nest, but we're chopping up this boulder here with our steel pickaxe. You can do this with, uh, anything from stone axes to once you can forge the materials. Um, Blas, you see this my mining skill is fairly high, actually. Um, grabbing some cotton, because it's the fabric of our lives. Now we're going to chop down this tree real fast. Also, once again, with our steel fire axe, everything I have is basically steel. Uh-oh. I hear, I hear, ah, uh, hello! Hello, nurse! Hello, nurse! Zombie plague nurse is coming at me, and even though she's slow, I keep missing her head. That's amazing. My archery skill is fairly high. She has a blood pack and a splint. Um, I'll come back to get to those things. Remember, we finished chopping down our tree. The splint I don't need. Splints are very useful for when you break your legs. I.e. when jumping from your zombie fortified house on stilts. Oh, there's another zombie. Man, there's just a bunch of uh, activity out here today. Um, like I said, this is day 58. Oh, headshot. We're just gonna kill this bitch. This is, ah, it explodes. Um, with our normal bow and arrow. We do have a crossbow. Oh, she's got 25 shotgun shells. We're gonna have to come back here real fast. We're running out of daylight. Burning daylight. This is one of the things that makes making videos of, uh, Seven Days to Die fairly difficult. So we're coming back to our little, our every night zombie hide house. The important thing is that they don't detect you when you're in here. Because they will rip apart your house. And if they destroy your house, and it's like on stilts like mine is. Okay, there we go. We're just ditching a bunch of stuff into, uh, into a container here inside of our house. So we can go back and get those other things. Because we only have six minutes, really, before I start getting uncomfortable being outside. Uh, darkness night officially begins at 2200 hours. Um, so like 10 o'clock. But I've, I've had bad experiences, traumatizing experiences um, that force me to irrationally waste um, 
about nine minutes of potential daylight time. I like to be home and safe by uh, 1930. 19, 1900 hours, I get nervous. It's 1817. I can't find the corpse of the bitch we just killed. Shit! Alright, we'll have to... It's 18.30, so we're running out of time here. Uh, but she was standing over there. Now, I'm a believer. I saw her face, went out of my mind, grabbing some, uh, feathers from a bird's nest. She used those to make arrows and iron crossbow bolts. All the, uh, crossbow arrows. More bird's nests. Wow. These are, oh, got an egg. I like eggs. Eggy wiggies. Makes me want to smash him. Uh, I cannot find this bitch. And she had 25 shotgun shells, which is like enormous, enormous utility and value. I cannot find this fucking corpse. Where the fuck did we kill her? When I don't have to talk through all of this, I'm much more attentive and it's much easier to play. And generally the corpses stay for a while. I wonder where she is. I just saw a zombie out of the corner of my eye, but that might have been a log. Where did we kill her? Alright, we have to kill this zombie. This guy's a bloated walker. Generally, um, these guys are fairly dangerous when you're starting out because they have, uh, until you get your archery up, they have, uh, a lot of health, as you can see. Like, I took quite a few arrows there. It took me like four arrows to kill that guy. Um, I really want to find the corpse of that bitch that we killed. Where are you, trailer trash? No offense to trailer trash. But undead trailer trash, I cannot abide! Here's another zombie. Okay, we're running out of time. This is like where you don't want to be. See, this chick's a little faster than... Oh! And down goes Frazier. I can't believe I didn't stop and ditch some of my inventory to grab this chick's 25 shotgun shells. Damn it! This sucks. Was she further back up the trail? I don't think so. I don't think she was this far back, was she? No, because we killed the zombie nurse whose corpse is gone now. Uh, that's the zombie nurse. We should beat her up to take her bones because that's how you make glue. But I'm, I'm running, for those of you who are not able to watch this visually, I'm running back and forth along this little area of trail trying to see where I killed this other zombie. And we're running out of time. It's 1944. At 2200, night comes and, the, and the, the zombies at night are very fast and very, very, very super aggro. Shit, I cannot find... Man, well, you'll get a sense of what a... shitty loss this is once we get inside and are safe and secure in our little zombie hide. We're going back there now because it's 20 hundred hours. Like I said, I've had some bad experiences being out even just this late. Um, Because if you get cut off by like a... 
random cross-country horde or if there's a screamer zombie that finds you. Even when you're this close to your house, all of a sudden, screamer zombies attract other zombies and all of a sudden you can be dealing with, you know, any number of zombies and night will fall and then the aggro of those zombies. So I just filled in our wall inside of our little house. Um... But anyway, you don't want to get cut off at uh, dusk. Dusk is a really dangerous time unless you're moving with great purpose um, to your home. So, as I mentioned earlier, we were making cement. We're gonna we're looking right now at my uh, storage chest uh, for my construction materials above my forge. Inside my forge, we're gonna pull out our forge steel, which actually we're gonna replace this order. So the forge can take items in queues. You can make it make stuff in queues that are executed sequentially. That's these four boxes down here on the on the left. On the right are the materials that you're smelting, and then next to those two boxes are um, all the uh, materials that are already in the forge. Um, so, for instance, I'm going to take just for fun. I'm gonna put some small stone in my uh, smor in, in my forge to smelt, my smorge to felt, and we're gonna make some cement, and we're gonna put in a big order of cement. Cement's made out of just stone. We're gonna use all of our stone, 152. So this will take three minutes and ten seconds to make the cement. The cement because I don't have a cement mixer, um, yet. I will one day. I can dream. All of this stuff took maybe, oh fuck, my longest life in this game is over 20 hours without dying. So I'm going to say that, uh, well, okay, we can do the math. Um, every hour is about three minutes. So that's like 100,000 hours of uh, actual game time to get to day 58 or day 56. What, what day? Day 50. Oh my God. What? Okay, yeah, yeah. Last seventh day was 56. Okay, cool. So we have four more days-ish and a half. Anyway, the things that you do at night are generally boring, uh, especially if you live like I do, where you create this hermetically sealed encampment kind of enclosure thing, which I know it's nothing to look at. Uh, for those of you who are, who are just listening, this room is a three-by-three three room with a center pillar so there's only like a little walkway around the center pillar. It's completely enclosed in. Um, and then there's a hallway that's one pillar wide. So it's very claustrophobic. It's all made out of wood. It looks shitty. Um, right now we feel warm by the fire. Which is a big important thing in the game. Uh, your food, water, and your temperature, especially if you're in the desert or if you're in the snowy areas, you can die of hypothermia. You can die of exposure. You can die of heat stroke in this game. Um, which, when you first find that out, it really sucks. Stay away from the desert. The desert's there to kill you. Let's have some whiskey here. Mm. So everything you see here, including uh, my, uh, my seventh day fortress, which is specifically designed to be... Um, a compromise between a lot of resources and uh, that are easily repairable and the ability to survive in a panic room that I can shoot through, shoot down on the spikes at the zombie horde um, as they 
crawl around on the spikes and hurt themselves. That whole thing evolved slowly. But one of the that means it's night. Um, right, right now I just got a temperature warning. I'm 90 degrees, so we're gonna take off some of our clothes because it's getting hot in here, and that's what the song says. Right now, I think we're sensed. Nope, we're undetected. We're gonna go grab our meat off the fire, though, because zombies are attracted to scent. So, this is kind of fairly risky, but whatever. If they figure out that I'm in here, they will tear apart this entire place. So, everything that you see here, we're looking at a bunch of chests and stuff, a la Minecraft, with my various stuff. This is my food chest. This is my water chest. Um... Even though we're now by a fire, this place gets hot very quickly because we have a forge in one corner of the room. It's totally enclosed. Then we have a campfire in the other corner of the room. The forge is always on. The campfire, not so much. So we're going to take our bottle of murky water. We're going to go to recipes. This is the bottle water that we got earlier. We're going to cook it. It's going to take 40 seconds to make bottled water instead of bottled murky water. What's the difference? Bottled murky water will give you dysentery. There's like a 50% chance that it'll give you dysentery. Dysentery sucks. Dysentery, later stages of dysentery, can really, really kill you. Um, same thing with infections. Infections uh, are less, um, are more deadly than dysentery. Dysentery can eventually be fought off or uh, combated by uh, goldenrod tea or uh, antibiotics or herbal antibiotics or uh, jars of honey. Mm. Dysentery can be cured with goldenrod tape. Um, but infections require antibiotics. Uh, now we're going to take our 26 cans of murky water. We're going to go to recipes. Boiled water. Now one, the differences between uh, cans of boiled water, murky water, bottled murky water, bottled water, is that the bottle, bottled water, unless you drink it directly from the bottle, if you use it in crafting, both the bottle and the water are removed from your inventory. You lose the bottle in bottled water. So, for instance, we're going to take this egg here while we're still at our campfire. We're going to click on it. Recipes. Boiled egg. Uh, it's going to take eight seconds to make. It's going to take a minute and 40 seconds for the rest of our 20, uh, 20, um, bo uh, 20, uh, cans of water to get done. We're going to have to shuttle them back and forth here because... The output slot for the campfire only has uh, six outputs, so that's okay. If it runs out of space to output the stuff that you're crafting um, in one of these uh, crafting stations, like the campfire or the forge or whatever, it'll just hold that order. It just won't. It won't. It'll stop where it'll stop in mid making it. It won't turn off. Like, you have to actually turn off these things to conserve the fuel that's powering them, which in my case is all firewood. Um, but as you can see, we are rapidly restoring the previously rather bare contents of our water box. And our water box is important because water is... important, because if you don't have water, you die. Now, and then I'm going to show you, uh, as we replenish our, um, still got 23 seconds 
left on uh, our cans of water here, our boiled water cans, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to show you the uh, hydration and hunger thing. Mm. So, okay, four seconds. We can wait through that. So, we're done with our, we're done boiling our cans of water. Awesome. Now it's making our uh, hard-boiled egg, I guess. We're going to ditch some of our inventory. I keep my food and my health stuff in the same place. Mm. And then I'm going to show you one cool trick that I do every night. Let's get rid of the rest of our boiled water. And I'm going to sort out some of the crafting implement stuff that I've looted into its appropriate boxes. Ooh, we got a military helmet somehow. I do not... I thought I was wearing a military helmet. No, I'm not wearing a military helmet. That Oh, we took that off when we were hot. So we're going to wear that. Uh, we're going to put on our cloth leg armor. All right. Now we can get back to ditching some... All right, we're going to ditch... Uh, this is my... Uh, for those of you who are listening and not watching, this is my apparel box. Um, okay, yeah, it looks like actually we... Oh, there's some cotton. Which we can make into cloth... Cloth scraps. Then we're gonna... I, that, I'm hoping that that uh, chick that I killed with the 25 shotguns... I cannot believe I didn't pick that up. This is my armory... This is my gun box where I have all my guns, ammo, arrows, and uh, gunpowder, uh, and components to make gunpowder, and uh, weapon components, and components to make ammunition. So I have bullet casings, I got bullet tips, I got uh, 783 gunpowder, but I do have 581 rounds of 9mm ammo, but if you notice... I only have 21 fucking shotgun shells. Let's take a look at the shotgun shells. I'm going to move my little mug box. Sale price for 21 shotgun shells is $223. They take about two gunpowder per shell. It's either two gunpowder and two brass casings per shotgun shell, making them very expensive. I just lost out on that one chick that we killed on the trail. I just lost out on doubling my amount of shotgun shells. I never sell ammo. I try not to sell gun components unless I have to. Unless there's a reason. Um, anyway, so, okay, so let's let's go back to our miscellaneous crafting box back here. Our hard-boiled egg should be done. We can turn off our fire. Alright, miscellaneous crafting box. We're throwing in our animal fat in here. We're throwing in, uh, some nails that we found. We're gonna throw in a headlight that we found, that we bought actually. Then we're gonna go back to our uh, health and food box. We're depositing some painkillers in there. The splint that I got off the other dead zombie bitch. A can of lamb rations. Mm. And uh, we're gonna go back to the forge real fast. Cause night is 18 minutes long. Right now it's 1.30 in the morning. Oh, 130 hours. We're going to add this stack of iron to our forge. Um, we're going to take the cement out of the forge that's already been made. That was the cement that we started earlier. We're going to make a lot of forged iron. Forged steel. 
to make 224 units of it, that'll take uh, 28 minutes. We're going to make 80. That'll take 10. 10 minutes. So this is going to be banging out. Let's, let's hear it. Well, for some reason, I can't hear it right now. That's interesting. Maybe you can hear it. This was stuff I threw... This crafting box... This is a miscellaneous crafting box that's right in my doorway. This is stuff that I threw... Oh, man. I got. I ditched my crossbow bolts. And I didn't get that fucking huge amount of uh, a shotgun shells. I cannot believe I fucked that up. We're going to put this in our apparel box, our lamb, our, our uh, animal hide. Mm. Animal hide is good for a lot of things. You can turn into leather to repair... Uh, leather clothing to make leather clothing to make leather armor to repair leather armor um, you can also use it to make a forge which is important um, okay so I'm going to show you a trick right now because it's about that time it's it's oh, 0200 hours we're going to look at our character our food is at 75% our water is at 69% our temperature is dropping which is good so we're not by the forge. Um, so first things first, we're gonna take this here blood draw kit and we're gonna use it on ourselves. And it's gonna take 25 of our health points. So now we're 68 out of 109 health points. Gave us a blood bag. Blood bags are important and I'll show you why in a moment. But first, now that we have taken 25 hit points away from ourselves. Oh my God, what are you thinking? I always do this when I'm hungry. Because then I can eat some meat. And our fullness meter is up to 89%. Our wellness cap is increased. And it's slowly healing us. Now we're going to wait until the now we're at 77 out of 110 instead of 68 out of 110. We're going to wait uh, a minute or so. We're going to drink some water here. Return our cans. We're at 89%. I've taken perks that um, in my skills skills page here, you can see that um, I've taken perks that make it so that I don't have to eat as much or drink as much, um, which is how you build up a stockpile of food. It's also kind of it also kind of sucks in that you can't just eat. You're not always hungry. Like if you're full, you can't eat. Um, and the reason for that is eating certain types of food increases your maximum amount of health um, so right now all right, all right, we're still at 77 out of 110 we're still hungry so we can eat some more meat, meat increases your uh, it's your overall wellness um, by .08 uh, points so we're going to eat uh, we got a bunch of bacon and eggs I want to eat as much meat as I possibly can right now before we leave this this morning, in about what it's three fourteen, um, in uh, nine minutes it'll be day, and it'll be time to do all of this over again, more or less, or do other things actually, because we have to go collect the concrete that we've had mixing at the trader's outpost this whole time, and add more concrete to that mix, uh, more because uh, you can only crush small stones into um, crushed uh, pebbles or whatever. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, using a concrete mixer, it, so to make cement, or to make concrete, 
it takes cement, which you make in your forge, um, the crushed sand stuff, which you make in a cement mixer, or you can harvest it directly with a shovel, but it's a big pain in the ass. It's much easier to just, you know, blah. And then uh, two rocks, two small rocks for every unit of cement. You need a lot of cement, especially for the project that I'm working on uh, at the moment. But anyway, so we'll be hungry again before we leave. Right now, our health is at 86 out of 110. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, before we leave, we'll, we'll have more food. Let's see if we can have some more water. Yeah, we can have some more water. 100%. Okay, so and I return my cans to the receptacle that they came from so that I can reuse them. Now, so as I mentioned, we uh, got a blood bag from our blood draw. So we're going to take one of these by right-clicking take half the stack and then right-click to deposit the, the stack. Um, we're going to put our f boiled egg in this box, too. Um, we're going to take a bottle of grain alcohol, which you can make using cornmeal uh, and some other shit. Um... What else do we need? We need a... Uh, let's see. Because we're going to make a first aid kit. First aid kit. We need a bandage, duct tape, and blood bag. Okay, so we got our... And grain alcohol. We got our blood bag, grain alcohol. We got our bandage. We need a duct tape. And this leads us to kind of the circle of life aspect. All of this shit took forever. Like, I have... 32 duct tapes. All this stuff takes forever to get this stable to where, like, you're not just in a constant fucking hellacious struggle against being killed all the time. Um, we're gonna take our large bone that we harvested from that zombie earlier. We're gonna put that up there because that's how you make glue. You take ball of water and large bones, cook them on a cooking fire, and you get bottles of glue. How does this relate to our current task? Well, bottles of glue, I have 14 of them, and cloth fragments, which we as we saw earlier, I harvested some cotton. You take the cotton, you weave it into cloth fragments, take the glue, add to the cloth fragments, you get duct tape. Duct tape is useful for a great many things, but in this case specifically, we're going to use it to make a med kit, a first aid kit. First aid kits heal, uh, like, 50 points, I want to say. They heal, it just says the first aid kit can stop bleeding and restore a lot of health. Anyway, we're going to make one out of the blood bag that we drew from ourselves. <coughs> so that's being crafted. There we go. It's done. We're going to add that to our storage chest. We have eight, nine, nine first aid kits. It's very important that once you have a blood draw kit and enough food and a stable, safe place to stay at night where you're not constantly fighting and stuff and where you can actually feel secure and storing your shit that you start drawing blood every night. Um, because you'll be able to regenerate your health before dawn. Right now, food is at 97%, so we can have some more of this this here charred meat that I have in my magic box. And so, 86, 87, 88, 89... 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96. Nope. And meat makes us thirsty, so we're going to drink some more water. There we go. 90, <coughs> 95 out of 111 wellness. <coughs> Our health. 
um, when you die, you lose 10 points of your stamina and your uh, maximum health. I've died, let's see, I think six times. Which is very low for me. It's This is my most successful blah. My longest life has been 20 hours and 57 minutes. I've crafted, crafted 22,616 items. I have traveled 122.96 kilometers. I've died six times. Which means that if I hadn't died those six times, I would have 60 more health points um, to my maximum. You can rebuild them, and you rebuild them with meat, and Lots of times, especially early on, like my first four deaths were kind of essential. Um, the game constantly saves, so there's you know no alternative to it. It's just them's the breaks, kids. Um, once I get, once you get better and better, this is like probably my twentieth game. Once you get better and better at the game, um, you become more and more picky about what you're willing to tolerate. We only have one water in our inventory. I like to go out with at least. Um, four. We'll do three. Um, we're gonna go check on our forged steel. And that is the sound of day. We still have fifty seconds left on our our on our forged steel ingots, but ingots or whatever. That's okay. We're breaking down the door to uh, above our ladder of our zombie hide. And now we're gonna go before I I let you go before I end this video. We're gonna go and what am I forgetting to do? I think I was gonna make a mini bike today, but that's oh I remember what I'm forgetting to do. Let's go back, going back to my my little fortress, climbing up the ladder. It's a beautiful day out. Mm. Uh, I forgot in my construction crafting box we have rebar frame and we have concrete mix. And we got some torches, but that's okay. We want to take the rest of the cement. How many rocks do we have? We only have 152 small stone. Okay. So, we're going to run, run, run. It's 6.30 in the morning already. We're going to run, run, run to the nearby trader where I have left cement in the mixer with the crushed rocks. And as you can see, it's the sky is pretty and birds are chirping and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Empty spoiled trash. We're gonna hit that with our hammer. This is where we're going to build our new base. We're on top of a flat plateau that is about half a kilometer from, uh, from the tra Trader Joe's T-R-A-I-T-O-R <laughs> which is cool. He loves to rip you off. Um, I don't do a lot of trading but I do use a lot of his facilities because without his workbench and without his cement mixer here we go, we're going in the door. Without his facilities I would not be able to have anywhere near the empire that I have. Okay, so I'm going to move the mug box over here. Whoa! I'm being crushed! Here we go. Right here, we have 943 crushed sand, 956 cement. Concrete, I mean. We're going to take this and put this in our inventory. This is what we had cooking uh, throughout the last 30 minutes. Now we're going to make some more concrete, but we don't have enough small stones. So we're going to... 
I know. It's a it's a common problem for me. I don't have small stones. It's just not in my vocabulary. Big ones. Like a snowman. Um <laughs> 50 points if you get that reference. It doesn't matter if he said it or not. It's a fact to Mr. and Mrs. Man, a son, ice. Um, so now we're running outside of Trader Joe's because we can't. We don't want to start this big concrete mix without a lot of rocks. We're gonna get a lot of rocks, and then uh, we're probably gonna cut this off in around I don't know uh, what uh, six minutes from now. So like around nine, ten o'clock in the morning in-game. I should be looking for those fucking shotgun shells, because the corpse stay... I don't know how long the corpse stay lasts, but... It's lasted before! Empty bird's nest. This was one of the first... Oh my god, that chick just walked right into... This was one of my old safe houses. You don't want to build your forts in places like this. Okay, these guys have spotted me. You don't want to build your forts in places like this. Where am I being hunted from? I just crouch to see what my level of detection is and I'm being hunted. Who is hunting me? You want to figure this out because if it's a guy without legs and he's in the tall grass and you back into them, they can fucking kill you. All it takes is like one zombie to hit you on the head to stun you and then you're dead. Even worse is like fucking dogs. Dogs are terrible. Oh, hello. This guy's coming at me. You want to come at me? Alright, he's not coming at me. There's a lot of zombies. There's always a lot of zombies around places like these abandoned houses and waterfronts and that's why you don't... You know, your first game, it's okay to build like a... just like hole up and... Oh my god, I see there are more zombies already. This is not uh, an intense situation, but all it takes is like... Ah, there's the guy! There was a crawler. I knew there was a crawler. He's dead now. Um, there's another... No, that's not another crawler. Is that? No. Um, but you don't want to build... I mean, your first game, it's okay to to find a place like this. Like uh, an information center. Someplace it's made out of cobblestone. And then improve it and dig moats and try to defend it. But every fucking night, you're going to have to use a ton of your ammo to defend against the zombie horde that will come every night because they love houses. I... Some people say it's they love doors. Other people, I don't... Other people say other things. I don't know. We're gonna beat up these zombies. Oh, hello. There's the guy that was, that we saw from around back of this lakeside house. He's coming at me. Oh, shit. We just slipped up in the zombie icker. So he almost got within range. He's down. One in the head. Oh, we got a to-do list. These are really cool. To-do lists are from I'm a Lumberjack and I'm Okay Challenge. When you read that, it'll start a challenge. It's issued from another survivor, an NPC survivor um, in the game. Anyway, we're here to break some rocks. Because I'm... Once... The coolest thing about this game is that some people have said that it's like a tower defense game. It is not a tower defense game. This is a horde survival game. So, yes, I have built a tower with defenses, but that's to survive the seventh day. The seventh day, the horde auto-aggros on you, locks on you, can sense you constantly, there's nowhere to hide, they will rip apart anything between you and them. 
So the idea is to build structures that are easily repairable and can withstand the assault because if they rip down a place that's on stilts, you lose everything that's in there. Oh, look, a deer. Get in my belly! Motherfucker. This deer is like fucking super deer. It's a fifth arrow. Die! There you go. And the quarterback is toast! Use our axe. Oh, shit, did I ditch my axe? Fuck! I lost my steel axe somewhere. Okay, that sucks. Um, well, that's okay. We'll make a stone axe for right now. Let's make sure that no one's coming at me. Here on beautiful Lakeshore Drive. In Chicago's The Loop. I hate Chicago. But no offense to people who live there, but uh, I hate Chicago. We're going to ditch our cotton, and we're going to ditch this paper, and we're going to chop up this deer. Because we want the animal hide, and we want the animal fat, we want the meat. Give me that paper. So this is what happens when you don't approach this with an organizational perspective. We're going to ditch this empty can, which sucks because... We went out to do too many things today. Normally, I'm very task-focused. Anyway, the whole point is that every seventh day, the apocalypse happens. And you have to have a safe place that even if it's destroyed, it can be replaced. But the coolest thing is, and the way this game differs, very... I hate tower defense games. In fact, it's the best Linux games policy to never talk about and or review any tower defense game. Um, cause 10 years ago when they started coming out for iPhone, I played the shit out of them and they all suck. They are terrible. They are a plague. They are not good games. Um, just inherently, it is not a good design. So the way, um, Seven Days to Die differs, uh, from a tower defense game is that your defenses, once strategically placed and once you execute a good enough defense it can withstand the seventh day um it's not a constant zero sum game where ultimately you're faced with insoluble problems that uh that you know you're going to lose or that there's only one way to possibly you know make it through which is an affront to like all people who like video games everywhere we're mixing some cement here back at Trader Joe's um, it's going to take 4 minutes and 17 seconds to finish, so we're not going to even come back here and do that. Not today, because we have to go find more rocks to break. Um, which is cool. I mean, it's been... It's 10.38 in the morning in the game. Um, already, we're running out of time, because everything, everything that you do isn't focused on surviving the seventh day. Only about one or two days, depending of that. Once you get your defense down, once you figure out how you're going to defend against the seventh day, whatever you like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, right now, my big focus is because I, I repair. I, I've built up enough resources that now I can basically repair all the damage from the seventh day, um, the day of the seventh day. 
by having these two bases, you know, I have the panic room base and then I have my every night base. I want to build a third base right here on this giant plateau that will enable me to have more space and be more secure because if the zombies tear down my overnight base, if they... And that's a possibility. It could happen. It should have happened by now already um, just by virtue of me making lots of mistakes during these 59 days in this particular game. You lose everything. Everything that's in that base. If it falls... See, this guy over here, this is the ruins of my first base. And it was built out of cobblestone pillars. They fucking sensed me. They detected me that I had a door. And they ripped down my fucking base. And I lost everything. So, like, if you have a forge with, like, you know, 10 hours worth of shit in it, all gone. All of these boxes filled with stuff, all gone. Etc, etc, etc. But let me just take you back real fast um, and look at... I'm going to waste another uh, 30 seconds of daylight here. You're not entirely focused. As you can see, like, this is two layers of reinforced concrete, two two blocks high with cobblestone, uh, five blocks high with spikes around it. This works very well. And then on the inside, the uh, central building is like seven blocks tall with multiple reinforced metal and then uh, metal trusses for pillars, and then spikes everywhere, and you reinforce the spikes, and then you repair the spikes. So it's not this constant, um... It's not a constant grinding zero-sum game like a tower defense game would be. This is really a strategy survival crafting game um, with first-person shooter elements and uh, multiplayer. Um, very exciting. See all these trees over here? Notice the dearth of trees... Uh, on the other side of this hillside I planted all of these trees uh, just yesterday, day before yesterday actually um, pretty cool, so anyway this should give you a better sense of what 7 Days to Die is all about if you are joining us on the audio podcast this week um, thank you for listening, I hope this was kind of informative just as I walk you through because, like, that was the thing. I'm going to pause the game now. Um, that was the thing about my review last week. Let me look it up and see what episode it was. Mm. That was the thing about the episode that I did last week where I reviewed Seven Days to Die. Um, I was very drunk, but there, that wasn't the only problem. It's a big fucking difficult game. We didn't even talk about um, temperature problems. We didn't even talk about uh, clothing uh, materials stunning. We didn't even talk about um, we, we didn't talk about hardly anything. Uh, but I thought that by going through the process of one day's worth of time and the uh, interstitial stuff that happens at night where you cook your food and you prepare you know, your inventory for the stuff that you're going to do during the daylight hours, then you do the daylight hours and then you have to get back to someplace safe at night. I thought that just by describing the intricacies of that might be better um, because it's a very big, difficult game to talk about. It's what if you like Minecraft, if you loved Minecraft for the survival aspects of it, as who didn't, um, let's have some whiskey, then Seven Days to Die is Minecraft on crack. Seven Days to Die is very similar to what. I built with our server um, for Minecraft, I has the craft IHC, 
which is a huge server, 3,000 slot server. Um, it dominated my life for two years. Uh, it was, and it was a dedicated, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, it, it, it took Minecraft to a different place is what, that's what IHC did, but, uh, there were, there was weapon crafting components in IHC. Um, all different types of guns, all the way from, you know, pistols to dual akimbo pistols to akimbo magnums to, uh, shotguns, different types of shotguns, pump, tactical, um, sawn off, uh, all the way through assault rifles, like, we had the M16, we had, you know, blah, 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 we had, uh, uh, SMGs, we had, um, all, I mean, literally, there were, I, when I look at the, the, um, YAML files that I, I made for, for those guns, uh, and then also the, and it was all integrated into, anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, there were crafting elements to it, which the chief among them was ammo. Um, Seven Days to Die takes those concepts that, that we had early on in IHC, um, in Minecraft to the next level. I mean, it is crazy when you're making fucking, when you're assembling handguns and customizing handguns out of frames, grips, and receivers, and, you know, then ammo types and all this shit, you can build rocket launchers in this. By the way, in IHC, the most advanced weapons that we had, there were two. There was, um, a, uh, suborbital tactical, uh, mini-nuke. There was a tactical nuclear weapon that was designed as a dirty bomb. There was a, uh, uh, a weapon that we called Zeus's Hammer that rain down electric like electric death but the best one my personal favorite was uh i can't remember what what i actually named it but it was a napalm gun that uh you fired it up in the air and you ran as far and as fast as you could if you couldn't get at least 250 blocks away um you were going to die the napalm gun would reach its apex and then deploy 50 mini bomblets, like a MERV, like a, you know, uh, like a ICBM MERV. And each one of those mini bomblets would split into five, uh, five mini napalm things, which had area of effect explosions. The tactical nukes were really incredible, made them very difficult to build, very difficult to get, uh, the crafting components required to make them. They required, like, you know, uh, nether wart and, like, you know, 250 diamonds or something like that. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, in Seven Days to Die, you can make a mini bike. You can make a rocket launcher. You can make a crossbow. You can make a bow. You can make, um, steel tools. You can build bases out of metal. You can dig. Um, and the survival aspects of it are very intense. They are, it's the best thing about Seven Days to Die. That, and I mean, I hate scary games. I hate zombies, worst of all. So there is a lot of fear um, in the game. But what's cool is just as there was fear of the creeper in uh, in Minecraft, in IHC, fear, constant struggle against the creeper, against, um, you know, even worse enemies that I made, like uh, using a <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, the cows, the weaponized cyborg cows, they were terrifying. Um, that had, uh, ghasts. They could fly like ghasts, and they had little miniature... Anyway. Cool thing is, survival is fun. 
right? Like a survival simulation is fun. Minecraft is more focused on building than uh, Seven Days to Die is. Seven Days to Die is focused on the nuts and bolts of survival. When I say that hypothermia, exposure, heat stroke, heat exposure, um, f- clothing fabrication, basic, basic, basic protection is um, simulated on a very granular level in this game. I mean a very granular level. Like, I don't think that there is another game that has this much focus on realistic, demi-realistic, but still playable simulacrum, you know, uh, survival components. Like, where you have to regulate your fucking body temperature I thought, oh, whatever, yeah, okay, I'm feeling hot, so what, okay, blah, 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 and I'm in the desert, this is like, you know, my seventh game or whatever, I spawn in the desert. Like, oh, whatever, you know, blah, I put on my leather duster and stuff, because it gave me, like, you know, armor, afforded me some protection against zombie attacks. Um, And, uh, I missed the notice where it said that I was in heat stroke level two or whatever, and I, all of a sudden, I'm realizing that I'm at a hundred. My body temperature is now a constant icon on the bottom left hand in the corner of the screen that says I, my body temperature is at 130 degrees and rising. And I'm like, okay, this is bad. And it's like, it keeps my thirst keeps going down, which means that like I'm getting thirstier. My my thirst percentage, which starts at 100, meaning you're not thirsty, it's like you know 25, you know 10. I'm like, okay, this is bad. I should probably get back to you know. It's like. 1.30 in the afternoon in Arizona desert. I'm like, oh, I should probably get back to my base. Well, that's when my stamina starts going away. I can't run anymore. My stamina won't regenerate now. It's like 2.30. It's like 135 degrees. I have no water. And I died. I died of you know, heat exposure about 50 meters from my base. And even if I could get into my base, I've long since learned that, you know, shelter is negligible in terms of mitigating heat exposure, which is why, friends, if you if you spawn in a desert in Seven Days to Die, do yourself a favor. The desert has many gifts to offer you, many treasures that are irreplaceable and can only be found in the desert. Don't live in the desert. Give it a new seed. Take another spin at the wheel. Same thing with like uh, tundras, although they also have lumberjack, the lumberjack zombies. Oh my god! You know, like ah, uh, like three games before this game that you just saw, I was, I made a go of it, like you know, an hour and a half go of starting a game in a mountainous, snowy region because I knew what I was doing at that point. Like you know, I played. 173 hours of the game. <coughs> so this is probably 73 hours ago was probably around when this game, I'm in the snow. I'm like, okay, how bad can it be? I know how to kill lumberjack zombies. I know how to fucking make warm clothes. I know how to make a fire. Like, I understand that these things are pressing concerns and are not things that you can just blow off or whatever. I had no fucking idea. Oh my god! Forget the lumberjack zombies. I had no fucking idea how difficult it is when you're naked in a snowfield and you have to like gather basic shit. 
like to just keep a fire going and then you know it's night and the zombies come so how are you gonna it's a fucking nightmare really cool stuff very granular fine level of um simulation in terms of survival uh blah so truly seven days to die i repudiate the um the claim that it's a uh tower defense game and it's nothing to do with tower defense sure you can survive in a tower and you can add defenses to the tower and you can have to defend the tower um that does not make it tower defense there you know the fact that there's a time limit in between you know you have seven days seven days to figure out how you're gonna live through that that eighth morning it starts at uh 2200 uh, is when like the first little tinkles of the zombies but at 0-100 hours the horde will come for you and they will rip apart everything you have doesn't matter where you are they are there's no way to run away from them I mean you can I've I've lived I've lived but not for 18 minutes um, so you gotta come up with a strategy for that, for handling that. And then you have to come up with a strategy for handling every night, for gathering resources, um, for resource management. But it's not from a tower defense perspective. The fact that, that, you know, your days and nights, um, mitigate the amount of time that is available to gather resources and stuff, um, isn't even a tower defense concept. It's a very much a survival crafting aspect. And so, Seven Days to Die builds itself as a survival horde crafting game. That is exactly what it is. And the zombies are fascinating. There are many different types of zombies. Um, all of them with random difficulty factors that, that have a bell curve that increases over time. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, like, where I am in this particular game that you just saw, um, or just listened to, um, I'm at a fairly sophisticated high level of uh, survival at this point. Um, I have a base that I can rely on isn't going to get destroyed destroyed by zombies at night, and I do that by hiding in it. And I, um, you know, blah, blah. I have technical crafting stations that are that um, allow me to make what I need um, until I can find you know a small engine to make my own cement mixer. Which is why I'm looking at building that other base by the trader um, so that I can have a more permanent bigger structure that's easier to defend because um, I know this is just going to get continue to get more difficult but not like a tower defense game. It gets more difficult in a survival sense. For instance, there's no rocks near me anymore. It takes about, you know, 90 seconds for me to run to places where I know there are rocks. There are places I can easily get to where there are tons of rocks, where there's more rocks than I can take out in a day. And I, I, my mining skill is high enough that I can take out a lot of rock in a day. I can take out several hundred, several thousand small stones in a day with like, you know, 800 iron in a day. Um, that's all I'm doing that day. Um, but anyway, so I, I just, it is not a tower defense game. And it's almost not even really a zombie game. If you just replace zombies in your head, I mean, it's very much a zombie game. It's, it's you know, if they tattooed the word brains on your screen every second, it couldn't be more of a zombie game than it already is. 
Oh, and we didn't even see any zombies. We didn't encounter any zombies in this little episode of uh, this first experiment, by the way, of um, Best Link Games podcast, where we simultaneously record a video and audio component. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed it, but uh, we didn't encounter any zombies. I've seen cross-country hordes during the day. This is like within the last 10 days of Inside the Game. I've seen cross-country hordes that are like 15, maybe 18 zombies that are fast-moving during the day. They're easy to run away from. You get your back against a wall, or they corner you, or you get stunned. You are going to die. We didn't see any dogs. We didn't see any bears. We didn't see any bees. We didn't see any policemen. We didn't see a horde at all. We saw some random interstitial happy zombies. Um, they are insidious, ever present threat. Just the same way the, the, the creeper is in Minecraft and stuff like that. These guys do want to eat your brains more. Dogs are way more fucking horrifying than I can express. I just saw my first bee the other day. Zombie. Um, but anyway, I hope this gives our listeners and our, anyone who ends up watching the video of this um, a sense, this game is still in alpha, it's still in early access technically, they do update this game all the time, it's been around for like since 2013 I want to say they are very actively developing it um, improving it, making tweaks to it I remember playing it a while ago um like we're talking a while ago, like maybe two years ago, maybe whenever the f- can't re- I can't really remember. I was totally unimpressed. It is very impressive now. Runs great on Linux. Um, and the episode that I was talking about in terms of my my shitty drunken review of the game was episode one hundred twenty five, Seven Days to Die reviewed. So yeah, I was very drunk. Um, but it's a fucking complicated game, and I'm sorry, like. I thought this would be the best way to kind of talk you through it. So, uh, that's all for me. My name is Skooky Sprite. I am your host of Best Linux Games Podcast, weekly, generally audio-only podcast. This is a first time experimenting with a video component that is simultaneously recorded as uh, our audio podcast. It can be found at www.bestlinuxgames.com. This is for episode 126, being recorded on... Uh, Saturday, the 25th of March, 2017 at 21.20 p.m. Pacific time, so 2017 03.25 for our sequel fans and, um, yeah, we've been doing this for a bunch of years. Uh, check us out if you like Linux, if you like gaming on Linux, this is the, one of the only shows, and I don't know if it's like the, one of the longest running, but I know that we're well over two years. Every week we've missed one week out of yeah, hundred and this is our 126th episode. So, check us out. You can subscribe to us using any podcatcher that you like, or you can find us on SoundCloud, which is the way that I prefer that people listen to us, because then it it doesn't make our DigitalOcean droplet stress out, which is powered by Drupal, and you know, I try to keep that stuff to a minimum. It's just like a bare bones clearing place, clearing house for our column, and just the actual episode storage, but um, yeah. Only the best games available for the GNU slash Linux operating system. It's all we cover every week. My name is Skooky Sprite. S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Find me on Steam. Friend me on Steam. Follow me on Steam. And uh, we're, I'm seriously considering uh, getting a 7 Days to Die server up and running. Um, cheers. Mm.
because multiplayer fun. Um, so yeah, uh, that that'll do us. Um, yeah, www.bestlinuxgames.com. Cheers! Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will catch you guys next week, probably without a video component. But if you want to see the video component, there will be a link in the um, in the show blurb for this episode to the YouTube version if you want to go through this hour and ten minute long odyssey all over again. Live it for the first time. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, let's see. What, 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 what would that be like, Ivor? Ivor Molina over there in the booth. What, what, would, it, what would it be like if they did that? One right here on the radio station you grew up with. Uh, it wouldn't be like that. Oh, come on, help me out here. Ivor. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. <laughs> ponderous. Fucking <laughs> ponderous. Cheers. Thanks for listening, watching. Catch you later. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.